With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour one on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Everybody's here, including Fritzy. You can be part of the program in a variety of ways. You can dial us up. You can also email, if you'd like, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Stat of the day brought to you, as always, by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. And this first hour brought to you by TireRack.com, the official tire expert of the Dan Patrick Show. You can go to TireRack.com slash Dan. Try the easy-to-use tire decision guide. See the full lineup of Goodyear tires, special offers, free road hazard protection, mobile tire installation, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Play of the day, poll questions, stat of the day, as always, coming up. We'll talk to Peter King next hour. Announced his retirement from his great football column. He'll join us coming up here in a little bit. Also, ESPN College basketball analyst, former college coach, Seth Greenberg. We'll talk about court storming and what we can do to prevent, mitigate, eliminate. But the uh, Duke center, Kyle Filipowski, no major injury. It turned out it was his knee, not his ankle. But uh, you don't want to say it, but it's implied that it takes a a serious injury uh, incident accident for us to notice if this had happened a while ago let's say during the football season how much coverage would it get what if he was out for the rest of the season how much coverage would that get so it really depends on almost the timing of it and then the severity of it if this is saturday night i don't know how much coverage it's going to get uh if there's something else going on if it was during all-star weekend So the timing of it, people need topics to talk about. And it's Duke. You're looking for things to talk about. What are we going to talk about? What do you get excited about? People are going to have opinions about this. And then I don't know if it goes away. And I said that yesterday. Is it a 24, 48-hour type story? Some stories have legs. You got the combine going on. 
Let's say Caleb Williams camp comes out and says he doesn't want to play in Chicago. Say goodbye to this story. It's the timing of when the story comes out. It's almost like the evolution of telling a story, keeping a story front and center, and a story that goes away. The fact that it's not a serious injury, good for him, good for Duke, good for college basketball. But if it was, the impact that would have on Duke, where they're seated in the tournament, and does that pave the way for somebody else to then move up in Duke's spot or win the ACC? But these are things that are happening with this story, and it's sort of there. I don't know if it goes anyplace until somebody, a commissioner, says something. I know that Bill Self, uh, the Kansas coach, said, let's eliminate this. I know we keep saying, hey, let's eliminate this. Well, how are you going to do that? Can you discourage? Can we start with discouraging? I, I love the celebration. I understand the celebration. I think the tone of storming the court has changed recently. And it's more about, hey, look at me, and I'm going to put this on TikTok. Hey, I'm going to put this on Instagram. Hey, did you see me? I went up to that player. I, that's what I'm concerned about. And I'll still go back to what I said yesterday. Every school should have in place enough police, police, not security, police, to be able to escort a team off the floor. If you think that there is that possibility, Duke is coming to town, like what would be court storming worthy? And this was a big game, but you should at least be prepared for that. So at least you can say to that opposing team and the coach, we're going to get you off the court and, and you know, you won't be subjected to that. Or at least do your best to do that. That would be where I would start. Can you discourage? You know, do you, I, I saw Arkansas. Arkansas had a court storming victory, and they had a bunch of security people. They were holding a string. <laughs> Not exactly barbed wire, you know, but a string. And at one point, one taller student just steps over the string, like, that's not really preventing anybody. He might have stepped on it. But hey, here's a, I mean, I'm not saying you have, you know, like a dog collar and there's that canine fence or something like, zip, up, you know, can't, I mean, I, I, I would not rule it out or barbed wire or whatever it might be, an electric fence here. But if you have the police, make sure the police know we are going to protect those players and then everybody come on down on the court and jump around. Yes, you can. This string actually illustrates your point perfectly because if you're storming the court, that string doesn't mean a damn thing. If you're quietly lining up because I think we're going to win, and when we do, we're all going to run onto the court, and this is going to be, oh, wait, there's a string. <laughs> oh, wait, we can't. There's a string there. So, And that's how you know the difference. If you're patiently lining up to, and now we're all going to run on, you didn't storm the court. You just ran on. You, did, you ran onto it because, it, oh, my God, we won. But then if you are holding that string and you wait until the players get off the court, then you drop the string and then you say, oh, okay, everybody no, come on Calmly in. come on out here and get your video come and then on. we'll just exit come on. this way. Yes, everybody gets get your selfie and then, you know, please leave the building. Yes, Paulie? I'm watching the end of the Duke-Arkansas game that you reference, and there are uh, specifically guys in yellow jackets all around the student section. There's a, they're, they're ready. They're in place. But they aren't physically doing anything. Once the masses start coming, 
you know, the, the security's not greenlit to hogtie these people. They're not, they're not going to put them in a headlock, not going to tackle them. It's basically, like you said, a discouragement that only worked for 10 or 12 seconds. If you look at the security after the Wake Forest game, all of the security is surrounding the student body on the court. So they, I guess, I don't know what they're protecting them from, but they're all around them. They, they let them on the court. You guys stay here on the court. Yes. All you guys right here. You're not allowed to leave now. Now you have to stay here. <laughs> you wanted to storm the court. Now yeah. you're going to stay here. No, that's it. You guys all stay here. Come on. Did we get the photo? We got the photo. Okay. Now you guys can disperse. Yes, Paul. I think I have a solution. It, it seems to just happen against Duke. Maybe we should just have more mm. security at the Duke away games. All the ones I found this season are someone doing it versus Duke. Yeah, but you're going to have these conference tournaments, and everybody, it's your chance with your little conference, with your little school, and even if it's not a buzzer beater, you get to storm the court because your team is going to play in March Madness. So it's not just Duke. It's the moment of we get to run on the floor. And how many regular season games are storming the court worthy? But you know that we're going to have that coming up here. And we're all going to be watching it, and we're going to forget about this. Yes, Mark. I think court storming worthy is basically Duke and whoever's a top five team. Okay, but they were favored. Yeah, but Wake Forest is like, we haven't seen them be this good. Okay, but you've beat them before at Wake Forest. I think last year you beat them. They don't think much of themselves. Because, like, Duke, Kansas, UConn, Kentucky, they're not storming the court. No. But I, I like, you're, you were favored in the game. You had beaten Duke at Wake Forest last year. I, at some point, don't you say, you know what? We, we're supposed to beat them. We're good. I don't think they think that. Well, maybe not. Yes, Paul. So you're enacting the act like you've been there before rule. Yes. Yes. I like that. Okay. Yes. Like, when, didn't Barry Sanders just drop the ball when he scored a touchdown? Yeah. yeah. Being cool. Is, yeah. yeah. We got to make being cool cool again. Yes. yes We're the wrong guys to do it, by the way. <laughs> maybe not. Yeah. As we segue to Todd. Hey, Todd. Hey, but maybe they factored in that Wake hadn't won at Duke since January 11th, 1997. So if you balance the two dates of a last year win at home and it's taking that many years to win at Duke, it's just a win over Duke, regardless of where they were playing. Yeah. You go but, crazy. Okay. Bit. But even if you win at Duke, you're not going to have enough students to storm the floor at Duke. You're at home. You were favored, slight favored. And. You won last year, I believe, against Duke at Wake Forest. Yeah, Pauline? I, I checked. I got the schedule from last year. Last year, Wake Forest won 81-70 at home versus Duke. They handled them. Did they storm the court then? Checking. Okay. All right. If you win by double digits, you don't storm the court. It's got to be like a really tight game down to the last. Thank you, sure. Todd. Thank you, Todd. And we talked about this yesterday. When Duke beat Clemson in football this year, their fans stormed the field. Yes, Mark. So should Wake Forest storm the court ever? Um, Is this more an indictment on Wake Forest, <laughs> like their fans? Todd, what do you think? I think any chance uh, Wake Forest gets to celebrate something, go out there and do it. I don't care if there's a string there or there's a whole bunch of police with batons. Get out there. All right. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. And as I opened up the phones yesterday... If you have a solution, and Jay Billis said, well, just arrest them. Good luck with that. 
He's saying, well, you just arrest everybody, and then everybody's going to learn if you storm the court, you're going to get arrested. Um, boy, I'd hate to be down at precinct when they uh, start bringing people in, booking them. I mean, this is in Philadelphia where they actually had a prison uh, under the stadium at the vet. You know, Come on in. You're going to stay. Put you in the cooler. So you're going to have, what, a thousand people arrested? What, is it going to be trespassing? Yes, Todd. A bunch of parents waiting to bail them out. Yeah. Outside. But Sally, with my sorority sister, said we can do that. Nothing would happen. We yeah. can go on the court. <laughs> yes, Mara. <laughs> that docket's going to look crazy. Yeah. So we got trespassing. We have court storming. <laughs> it's 89 court storming charges? Yes. There's 75 guys named Tyler being booked tonight. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, Paul. I've got the game last year. Wake took out Duke 81-70, and, and there is... Almost no reaction by the crowd. They didn't storm. They didn't do anything. There is security in front of the student section. Hmm. I like the freshman. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely the freshman class's fault. Yeah. Yeah. Step it up. They may have been in stunned disbelief. Thank you, Todd. Sometimes you're just frozen. We actually win, and you're just frozen in your seat. Yeah. I'll factor that in. All right. I think we pretty much solved this. All good. Uh, what's poll question today, Seton? Uh, well, I guess we could go with uh, court storming again. Uh, what will the NCAA do about court storming? Uh, and your choices here are measured reaction, overreaction, no reaction. <laughs> <laughs> That's snarky. I just don't know what they can do. Because now you're going to ask these schools that, okay, you need to have a larger police presence here. Uh, are you going to tell your students, can you put something up on the scoreboard, Jumbotron? Hey, wait till the basketball, the opposing basketball team leaves the court, and then you may politely join us at midcourt for a celebration. Like, you know, the public address announcer, uh, I'd like to remind the student body, please wait till Duke leaves the court after getting their butt handed to them. Now, when I say storm, then you can storm. Ready? Set. Storm! <laughs> yes, Todd. And then won't teams purposely slowly saunter off that loss, purposely making the uh, celebration take that much I, longer? I'm, 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 I was joking. No, but if they did do something, we had a call yesterday that said yeah, put up some kind of timer up there and wait 15 seconds. Yes. I think if you just put, and I say yesterday, but if you just put security around the court, it doesn't have to be police. It doesn't have to be, you know, police dogs and like a military threat of mm. like, if you come out here, you are getting punished. You know what I mean? But if you just put people there, even in those goofy green jackets, most kids aren't going to run onto the court anymore unless something crazy happens and the, the court is truly stormed like it used to be. It's almost like taking back the good ones. Yes. You know? Yes, Paulie. So I can see a reaction from all the other conferences following suit to what the SEC does. The SEC has rules in place, and they upped them last year. $100,000 with his football, with court storming, or, or running on the field. The second violation will be 250000 and the third one will be 500000 Now, the SEC did consider making schools forfeit a home game after a fan storming incident, but the conference decided against that penalty. Yeah, they're not going to do no, that. No, but it was discussed. Yeah. Yes, Todd. Just by having levels of fines shows that they have no control over it. Instead of having like one major thing to have these little stages, if you do it the ninth time, then this is going to happen to you. So they're already 
putting that, what kind of sanctions is that when you know it's going to happen multiple it times? It doesn't matter to the fan. It will matter to the university. And do you, you know, instead of saying, hey, this is going to cost us $100,000, how about we spend some of that money to get a larger police presence to make sure? All I want is the opposing team off the floor. That's it. You want to storm the court. You want to take your health, uh, you know, put it at risk. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I mean, fine. That's what we want to do, and everybody still loves these celebrations. Great. Just make sure the team gets off the floor. That's not asking a whole lot. Yeah, Mark. We should just tell Wake Forest just to be better, and they won't have to worry <laughs> about storming the court. Well, they don't storm the court that often. Tim Duncan's not coming back. Yes, Paul. I, I like what you said at the start of the show. If there wasn't this window of opening in sports, we'd talk about something else. We're one small hand-sized measurement at the combine oh, from this story going man. away. If Bo Nix has short <laughs> fingers, it's over, John. Oh, my gosh. No, I'm not accusing him of having yeah. small fingers. Oregon. Yeah. Oh, never. No. All right. <laughs> Let's settle on a poll question. Maybe we already have. We'll get to more phone calls. Everybody fired up over court storming. This, we've had incidents. I've brought it up for a decade, more than a decade, that we need to do something to ensure the safety of the opposing team. That's it. If you want to let it happen, all I'm asking is let the players leave the floor, stay out there all you want. Get your moment on Sports Center. And I was there. You know, I'm guilty as charged. You know, we glamorized running onto the court. Yes, Tom. Whatever happened to needing a credential to get on the court? It used to be a special thing. You need a media credential, regardless of how the game ends up. You can't get anywhere near the court unless you're with TV, radio, or the newspaper. Thank you, Tom. This might be the most you've jumped in. It really in has. To... Usually it's about 10, 38, 12 or so before I say the first thing. Yeah, but you're fired up over this. Yeah, man, it's And wake. you were there at, at Wake. It was. I took all kinds of pictures and videos, and I had no problem. Yeah. I didn't want anyone to get hurt. Yeah. But I just thought it was the greatest oh, thing. Oh, you didn't want anybody to get did hurt. Not want oh, I just wanted to preface good. by saying I did not want anybody to get hurt, but I did think it was awesome seeing that. It was very cool to see that in person. Okay. Yeah, Paul. We're two days in, and I don't know where Todd stands on court storming. He does not want to see people to get hurt, but he loves when people run on the court. Yeah, one warning and then the expulsion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Especially if my daughter happened to be on the uh, on the court. You don't get expelled right away. You yeah. get, one or two times, hey, third time, we got to send you packing. I like the Todd hey, two warnings. <laughs> it just changed to two warnings, and on the third, you're Just out. in case you went out there twice, like, wait a second. Yeah, Todd's daughter goes to Wake Forest, and then I said, well, what should we do? Well, we should uh, kick him out of school. You put me so, on the spot there So yesterday. if your daughter went out onto the court because her other friends are out there and then she gets kicked out and then you go well there should be a warning so. a little slap on the wrist let's not do that again someone could get hurt come on you're better than that all righty we're off to a rousing start here uh, that's a rousing start okay <laughs> was i supposed to say something like that no no i was i worried. didn't have a clever line for that. no i was worried that you were going to um, okay we're gonna take a break We'll uh, get to phone calls coming oh, up. Oh, like, oh, Rousey. Is that what yes, you meant? Oh, that's, uh, yes. There's some kind of Ronda Rousey. Yeah. I was lost there. I don't know what you're doing. Take a break. We're back after this Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. 
think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm waiting for the first big story to emerge from the combine, and there's always one. And there's a lot of things that go on when these GMs get to talk to fellow GMs. And then that's how you had the Bears in Carolina trade last year. And maybe if the Bears are going to make that trade again this year with the uh, number one pick, that it will probably happen, or at least the beginnings of it will happen at the Combine. 877-3DP-SHOW. We'll get to your phone calls coming up. Also, bad night in the NBA with uh, the Knicks and the Pistons. And the Knicks ended up winning. 
in controversial fashion. NBA admitted they made a mistake on the call. And here is the Pistons head coach, Monty Williams. The absolute worst call of the season. No call. And enough's enough. We've, we've done it the right way. <clears throat> we've called the league. We've sent in clips. We're sick of hearing the same stuff over and over again. We had a chance to win the game, and the guy dove into Asar's legs, and there was a no call. That, that's an abomination. You cannot miss that in an NBA game. You cannot dive into a guy's legs in a big-time game like that, and there be a no call. It's ridiculous, and we're tired of it. We just want a fair game called, period. And I got nothing else to say. We want a fair game. And that was not fair. I'm done. NBA admitted they made a mistake. Uh, Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart, Dante DiVincenzo, they combined uh, to uh, help the Knicks beat the Pistons. Brunson had 35, Hart had 23, DiVincenzo had 21. So that's the that, that's all Villanova players. The first college teammates to all score at least 20 points in a game for the same team since 1950. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what stat of the day. It was a loose ball, um, and, and I understand why Monty Williams is upset because... There, Dante DiVincenzo is diving into the pile there, or at least he's diving into the play. I understand that the Pistons, just like Toronto's head coach a couple of weeks ago, said, we don't get these calls. We play against the Lakers. We're not getting these calls. The Pistons are not getting these calls either. Or at least there is the, the appearance that the bad teams do not get the benefit of the doubt. Now, I'm sure the commissioner would say, well, that's not the case, but I've only been following the NBA for about 55 years. I would say that that happens a lot. Uh, star players still get star treatment there, and star teams do as well. But last night, Nick's got the win, but I certainly understand Monty Williams' frustration. And keep in mind how horrible this Pistons team was to start the year. Record-setting, how bad they were. Frustration level, I understand that. But, uh, hey, you get a, hey, we're sorry. Like, does the NBA have something? Do they have stationery, like a Hallmark card? Sorry we missed that call. We'll try to do better next time. Do you get anything? Yeah, Paul. The NBA does appear to be the only league that issues a statement that says we mistake the call, we made a mistake. How about this? I'll throw this out there. What if... If you're on the receiving end of an apology from the NBA about a call that cost you a game, mm-hmm. you get like a chip, and you can use it in a future game. Let's say your a player fouls out, you get to give that player one more one more foul, and he could stay in the game. Mm. So it's an actual something you can use if you get an official apology. So let's say Cunningham is the star player for the, the Pistons, tight game, he fouls out, and Monty Williams goes, uh uh-uh, uh, here's my mm. chip, and he stays in. I think that they should pick up your bar tab. The whole team? Yeah. After a tough loss, oh. we're going to pick up your bar tab. Or we'll pay for dinner. We'll, we'll put it under the, you know, the, the billing of dinner. Uh, miscellaneous, maybe. But we'll do that, and then we, we're like, hey, we're sorry. Uh, we're going to buy you guys dinner. Yes, Todd. I don't know if they go for dinner, but maybe appetizers and one drink per person. you got to cut it off somewhere. They don't have that much money. Why are you? Why, what's going on today? Why? 
Like did we? I re- could see them negotiating it down to, but you know, no, everyone no, could get wings. But we didn't. We didn't need that. And I was being serious. I'm sure you were. Yeah. But entrees, everyone gets a steak and lobster and appetizers. You're gonna double down on that. Yeah, line, get huh? nachos, get wings, and we'll take care. Try of Try it again. Mm-hmm. I think everyone that, should just. Thank you, Todd. Maybe you should just have appetizers. I probably should. Okay. That's like a shot. That's yeah. like a weight shot. Do you see what Seaton's doing? He's got his uh, soccer scarves. That soccer scarves are blocking. Yes, his view. He's distancing himself the best he can. I can't blame him for that. Yeah. Okay. Are we good? Any other lines? Any well, I one. It wasn't good. You know, I <laughs> Better put a rhyme time together. No, no, no. We're good. We are good. But you got an apology, and uh, that's not... Now, is Monty Williams going to get fined for criticizing the officials, even though the NBA admits they made a mistake? Oh, mitigation. Can you fine Monty Williams for your mistake? Yes, Mark. I think because he used the word abomination, Abomination. (laughs) I think he's going to get a fine. Uh, But it was an abomination. Oh, for sure. Hey, we're going to... Fine you, even though we made a mistake here. It's like being married. You could be right about your point and still get in trouble. Like Monty Williams appears to be right because the official after the game said, upon post-game review, we determined that Thompson gets the ball first, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, Doug in North Carolina. Good morning, Doug. Hey, Dan, this is going to seem like a coming out of right field, but I'm thinking of Reggie Jackson this morning, and I've been thinking about him since the Wake Forest game because – if you're a child of the 70s and the 80s, you remember that baseball had a pretty big problem with this same issue. And the most vivid video of this, I think it's from the 77 World Series where the Yankees win, and Reggie Jackson is running in from right field, and he turns into, like, John Riggins or Larry Zonka where he is plowing through people. Yeah. But it seems to me that, and he's doing it with his, he, he wore his batting helmet out there, which is shocking to see when you see it for the first time. But well, I think that was, they, uh, that was Chris Chambliss. But it seems to me baseball has it under control. And uh, so what did they do and what, what can college basketball learn from what baseball did? Because the stadiums became more intimate and yet the problem seems to have gone away. Well, that was winning a World Series, and Chris Chambliss hit a home run, and he's circling the bases, and everybody ran out there. Uh, you know, when the Miracle Mets won, you know, they were a big underdog there. And uh, so that became, you know, the, the, the lovable loser Mets have won the World Series, and everybody went out there. Uh, game six, when uh, the ball went through Buckner's legs, fans ran onto the field. And that was game six of the World Series. That wasn't even the clincher. So it does happen. Uh, probably not as much, but it does happen. Yes, point. Yeah, one of the reasons baseball doesn't have field storming is there's not a, a section of 18 to 21-year-olds that are juiced up and follow each other no matter what they do. That's a big part of this. If you watch that Wake Forest game, there's no 60-year-olds running on the court. There's no 40-year-olds running on the court. Once... One group of students runs. The rest of the students will follow suit because that's what college students do. They follow the crowd. And that, that doesn't happen at a baseball game. Old Greg in Indianapolis. Hi, Greg. Hey, Dan. 6'2", 280. Born and raised, Dayton, Ohio, 937. Stand up. Um, something that people really aren't talking about, in my opinion, is the ref's responsibility in this situation. Um 
what I would think is if the game is in hand, the refs should take an official's timeout, allow the visiting team to go to their bench, time back in, let it happen, and they can storm the court and no one gets hurt. I don't think that would work in reality, but thank you, Greg. Um, I don't think it's the official's job to be policing an arena or a stadium. They have enough on their plate. Robert, Sacramento. Hey, Robert. Hey, guys. Good morning and welcome back. It's, it, was a, it was a long week without you. Ask my wife. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> this whole court storming thing is not going to go away when you have, what, three or four years ago when Mark Pope took over at BYU – during their midnight madness, they practiced storming the court. <laughs> at his at his challenge to the kids, when we win big, we're going to storm the court. Let's do it now. And he counted down from three, and they all came in, and he's jumping around with these students like a goofball. The only people that are ticked off about it, well, not the only people, but a lot of them are these blue blood schools that are getting beat more often, and they don't like it. Did Duke get pissed off when they stormed the court when they beat North Carolina? or vice versa? Of course not. It's never going to go away, especially when you have knucklehead coaches that are, that are egging their students on and practicing it because you need to practice stort corming, right? Thank you, Robert. Stort corming. Stort corming. It's a tough phrase. Yeah. It is. <laughs> stort corming. Hey, up until that point, he was killing it. Crushed it. Yes, he was. Uh, Jed in Tucson. Hey, Jed, what's on your mind? Hey, DP, uh, missed you. Uh, suck it, Todd. I Listen, I had to call in to talk to Tyler. I, I need, we need to put Fritzy on a word count. I'm literally getting a migraine with how much he's chiming in. I know he's good for the show. I know he books a lot of great talent. But um, can we put the black curtain back up mm. so that, uh, you know, the cone of shame or whatever? All right. I think if you get a doctor's note that says that you got migraines, then uh, then I'll put Todd on a on a word count. I just put down the uh, the curtain on Todd. If you're watching on Peacock, I uh, I brought the curtain down on Todd. Todd, you okay? Oh, it's hey, he's not talking. It worked. Yay! I didn't know that. That's all it would take. All right. I don't leave it there for three years and 11 months. I'm not telling you to do that. No, no, I won't do that. Is it the code of silence or the code of responding back? Um, both. Both. But that's just to let you know, Todd, if you don't get your act together, then I'm going to have that uh, hovering over you the entire show. It causes a lot of anxiety because I don't like it. It's a claustrophobic kind of thing. I know that. I know. Uh, let's see. Andrew in Washington. Hi, Andrew. What's on your mind today? Oh, good morning, Dan. Danette, thanks for taking my call. I did want to call about the uh, court storming, and I had a question for you, maybe a stat of the day, but um, why can't they do a couple of things to help it? I think your police presence is a good idea to stop the court storming. But also, why can't they just uh, not allow the students that went to that game, because they all have to use their student IDs probably to get in the game or get the tickets, so they know who they are without any AR, AI or, or, or facial recognition. Um, and they get banned for three games, or they don't get to go to games the rest of the season. They don't have any educational opportunities taken away from them. They just have some extracurricular opportunities taken away from them. You get fans, policing fans, and saying, hey, I don't want to go down that game. I'm not going to be able to go. Well, uh, you know, they'll start stopping the uh, court storming. Um, my question to you, Dan, is this. 
a big story at the end of uh, the last week that you were on was your Valentine's Day gift to your wife. America needs to know, what was that gift? You never responded or told us what it was. It sounded like she got to go ice fishing with you, but I don't know if that was the gift she wanted. I will tell you after the commercial break, and it made my wife cry. That's how good the gift was. How about that for a tease? We'll have that for you coming up next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Oh my God. The play, the play, is play. of the day. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Brunson picks up the loose ball. Shovel pass. Hart lays up. Good. Hart lays it in with 2.8. Scramble possession taken away twice by Detroit. Somehow the Knicks got it back on the near sideline. Hart puts it up and in to give the Knicks the lead. And he's fouled. Courtesy of the Knicks radio network, the Knicks have beaten the Pistons 14 consecutive times. That's your play of the day. Play of the Day brought to you by Express Employment Professionals. 
They'll help you hire your next pro. Forget about posting jobs and sifting through resumes and interviews with unqualified applicants. Move up to the pros. Go to ExpressPros.com. Find the location nearest you. That's ExpressPros.com. All right. Uh, as uh, Andrew in Washington wanted to know, reminded me that uh, I said that I got my wife a great Valentine's Day gift. Uh, and it was. My wife doesn't cry. She did cry over this gift. Polly, I cry because your wife is tough. Tough as nails. Yes, she is. Now, you recently had a grandchild? Yes. Okay. I, d- I didn't. No, but you're now in possession. Yes. Your grandparents. Yes. I could see you doing something like a really lovely photo mm. or something more than that around the new grandchild okay. that your wife saw and said, wow, what a picture, what a moment. Nope. Hmm. Not even close? Nope. Ooh. Anybody? Marvin? Maybe like a ticket stub from like your first date or something like that? I know you don't throw anything out, so. No, I do not. Hmm. Uh, but uh, no, that's not the case. Seton, want to guess? Nobody loves love like lo- I love love. That's true. Uh, it was a car. A car. Like the first car she had or something. Oh. And you you bought like an old car that she had, her favorite car that she's ever had, and then you restored it for her. No, but that is does bring up a gift that I did get her. I bought her an old checkered cab. Which didn't make her cry. Did not make her cry. Okay. But it was, it was out of uh, use, and you were able to buy these checkered cabs, so I bought one, and um, it, it ended up costing me a whole lot more money than it did to just buy it. Did it make her upset? No, well, she she's still upset. We used to drive a, so it was a checkered cab, and we would drive it in Manhattan. Well, one time, I stopped to go to the ATM, and my wife was driving it, and somebody got in the back, and they thought it was a cab. And I came out, and, you know, the person's like, uh, uh, you know, take me to, and I go, no, no, it's not a cab. He goes, yeah, right, because it was, it had everything but the sign on top that said taxi, but it was a, a yellow cab. But, yeah, I had to get rid of it, and she occasionally reminds me. Uh, Todd? Some type of piece of jewelry that represents your four children. No, I did that for Christmas. Good call by you. I bought her a book, first edition book, from, I believe, 1939. It's called The Yearling. Author signed it. Illustrator signed it. It's her favorite book, and I surprised her and uh, put it on the nightstand, and then she said, what's this? And I said, what do you think it is? And she said, then she started crying, and I said, yeah, that's what I do. That's just what I do. That's, that's right there. Walk off? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, I'm good for a while. Yeah, Paul. You know, this is a case, and I'm sure this book was not cheap, but the um, you gave thought to it move yeah. caused the emotion, yeah. which the, often in your times men are told, well, husbands are told, how much thought did you give to this? Yes. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Join the club. But she will collect, but she'll go to bookstores and buy copies of The Yearling. And I think it came out in 1939. And so I hatched a plan with the help of one of my daughters. And I said, I got to get a first edition autographed by the author. And then we got autographed by author and illustrator, and it was ballgame. Yeah. Yes, Mark. Is it okay if I steal that idea? 
Well, yeah, if your wife likes something like that. Do you book. know the author of Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> I'd probably get my night, my wife like the Friday Night Lights book autographed by Buzz Bissinger. Right. She'd be like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's the little things. The you author just... is named Marjorie Kinnan Rawlings? Yes. Okay. Wow. Yeah. But, uh, but it's signed and uh, the illustrator signed it as well. Uh, both are no longer with us, and uh, so we, we looked for that, found it, and then uh, surprise, surprise. Oh, yeah, it's once again. Mr. Romance. Yep, pretty much, pretty much. But it's it's the thought that counts. You know, when somebody says, oh, it's the thought that counts, it is. It's the thought that counts. All right, uh, let me see. Brian in Desmone. Hey, Brian. Hey, how you doing, DP? Long-time listener. Yeah. Um, about the court stormy, I got maybe an idea that could slow it down. Basketball seems about the only sport where there's nothing in between the crowd and the court or the field. What if you have like a metal railing about three feet high? You don't want people getting crushed, but at least you'd have to go under it or over it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, Yes, Paul. I'll, I'll just speak for the room. What if a player decides to go for a loose ball and runs into a metal railing? Often. Players fly off the court all the time. And even if you put up those metal railings that you can kind of, they're sectioned, <laughs> so you just do it all the way around the I mean, they're just going to blow through it or jump over. I mean, they're, they're 19, 20 years of age. They're going to get on the court. And the thing that concerns me, you know, get get the players, the opposing team off the floor. But also, if you'll notice, the number of kids running on the floor with their phones out, doing selfie videos, and they have no court awareness whatsoever. They're just running. They're like, look at me. <laughs> I just had Todd. That's what they do. I just had Todd run on the floor. And I didn't even run on the floor. I was on the second side. It's a real hot trend on TikTok right now. People going, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we won. Raj in Chicago. Hey, Ron. Oh, Raj. Hey, how you doing, Mr. Patrick? You know, I, I just hope you guys take it a little easy on my man. I know it's Tuesday, but... Friday Fritzy is in rare form, man. Let the guy mm. do his thing, man. Mm. We, we can only win this sports semi with Friday Fritzy, man. So Ooh. let my man get busy, man. All righty. Uh, Todd, there you go. I appreciate that from Raj in Chicago. That's very nice. <laughs> let my man get busy yeah. is one of my favorite things I've ever heard said about Todd Fritz. We should let him get more busy. Let man. my man get busy is... Raj, you're an all-timer. In a world full of hate, it's nice to uh, have some people say something positive. You know what? Let's let Todd cook. Let's let Todd get busy. (laughs) Let's let him do damage. Yeah, let my man get busy. Patrick in (laughs) Albany. Patrick in Albany. Good morning, Dan. So, you know, historically, 80, 90 years ago, basketball players were called cagers, you know, because you had the fences around the court. Obviously... We're never going to go back to that, but I think a solution could be designated court storming seats. So hear me out. You have 100 seats on the court that are in the student section. So you have 15 home games. Those students, you raffle off, or there's some kind of system where you get assigned specific games. Now, some games, Wake Forest, a student is going to get Duke. Sometimes they're going to get, you know, West Virginia or or, or 
you know, Georgia Tech, and that's just the luck of the draw. But you still are allowed to have the court storming experience, but it's not this uncontrollable mass of humanity. If you go over that number and there are hundreds of kids that shouldn't be there, then there's a fine assessed, you know, to the school. But I think I like that you gave this much thought to it. Thank you, Patrick. I don't, actually. No, no, I, I, I don't like I, that he thought I, that. I like that he gave that much thought. I think we're all giving this way too much thought, personally. <laughs> um, but but I would like to see the uh, court storming situation where the ushers are yelling, show me your ticket stub, <laughs> to certain people that are on the court after this. Show me your ticket stub! Where's your ticket stub? Show me. what. Are you in the court storming section? Show me your stub. Yes, Todd. This is section 115. That's not the right appropriate stub. Well, you have the velvet rope with a bouncer deciding who's cool enough looking to be allowed to get into the club to go onto the court. Yeah, you're a little nerdy. We're not letting you on. Oh, okay. I see what you're doing. Now you got bouncers there. Going to let you know if you get behind the velvet rope. Yeah, you're cool. You can go on the court. You go run. Brings back bad memories in New York in the 80s. I never got in behind the velvet rope, ever. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions. Limitless answers. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.